the biggest tech moments of the past 25 years? It's one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. According to who? Yeah. Hey, it's uh, according to this website, uh, Fast Company. Uh, oh, that's a good, uh, yeah. good site. Formerly a good magazine. I used to read it uh, really? on aeroplanes from time huh. to time. I don't know it. Um, Didn't do me any good. Look at me. Still sitting here in this dead-end job. Yeah, they have compiled a list of the, the, the 25 moments in tech that define the past 25 years. Uh, not going to go through all of them because not all of them are that interesting. The iPhone um, hitting the scene on there, or is that not that sort of thing they're uh, talking about? Uh, kind of. They go a little bit. Changed my life. They, ahoy, ahoy, Captain Obvious. They go a little Come bit more, more meta with, like, uh, <laughs> like number six. Uh Steve Jobs goes home. It's, it talks about when he rejoined Apple after mm. leaving to do his own different company, and right. which led to the, the iPhone, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but just starting off, with, and uh, these would, are, some, would somebody have come up with the iPhone if he hadn't? I mean, was that inevitably like uh, somebody would eventually is getting smaller and smaller? We were eventually going to fly. If yeah. it was ten years later and it was somebody else in a different country, right, and not the Wright brothers, we were going to fly. But yeah, I think something like the iPhone, hmm. probably. Although, uh, mm, would it have been uh, if it weren't my the phone? The things I'm... that make the iPhone special, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know so, just uh, starting off uh, at the at the top of this list, and I believe this goes in uh, sequential order as opposed to ranking of importance. But uh, Section Two Thirty plants social media seeds. Yeah, I just been I just finally really really learning and understanding about Two Thirty, how it came to be, its original intent, etc. So yeah, this was in 1996. Section 230 of the Communications Act says that online services can't be sued for their users' content. I think it started with um, uh, the uh, the what was the America Online or whatever. How did people get on AOL? AOL yeah. when the internet came to you in a, on a CD in the in they the had mail. To, they had to say right off the bat, look, if somebody posts something on here, you can't blame AOL for it. You've got mail. And this predated YouTube and Facebook by nearly a decade, but it allowed those sites to... There'd, there'd be no Facebook yeah. or any of that stuff, or the comment section in the newspaper or anything without Section 230. Um, uh, number two, online addiction gets affordable. In the early days of online internet service providing, uh, you know, back when it came to you in the mail on a CD, you would get paid per hour of internet access. It wasn't until, again, 1996, AT&T gave its WorldNet internet service a flat rate of $20 a month, hmm. which then just uh, greatly removed one of the barriers to spending too much time online. Yeah, I remember my early AOL days. You'd, like, dial up, kind of keep track of how many minutes you were on, shut her down. Right. And I, I Somebody mean, would pick up the phone, and then you got kicked off the internet. Right. I, I, had, I had no anticipation whatsoever, This, which probably speaks to what, how narrow-minded I am about the world. I just, I didn't anticipate any of this taking off the way it did. Mm. I remember like checking email like every couple of weeks to see if anybody'd sent one. And, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. I do remember vividly when we were first becoming aware of the interview and we were doing a different version of the show. It was actually when we were in Charlotte. Um, and We did late night relationship advice. Yeah, exactly. A lot of sex stuff. A lot of, uh, <laughs> how long have you had the warts? Um <laughs> <laughs> but we had this uh, this uh, show prep services, they call it, in the industry that would send you a bunch of different stories and things happened in the news you might want to talk about. And it would take about nine minutes to convey, like, I don't know, ten typewritten pages. Just print. Just print. 
No movie. <laughs> right. No, just print. And if our phone rang during that time, it would abort the whole process and I'd have to start again. Nightmare. If you've had the warts for that many months, you should see a doctor. Yo, lordy. Uh, next up on, uh, on the list here, we have GoTo.com establishes pay-per-click advertising. Um, so oh. what year was that? Uh, let's see. This was the first pay-per-click advertising. 1940. I think, uh, late 90s, if this is all presented in that was the beginning chronological of the end. order. The beginning of the end of everything. So Google's search engine, uh, just reading from the article here, was a technological breakthrough, but it wasn't a viable business until the company embraced pay-per-click ads. And for that innovation, it has GoTo.com to thank. Um, GoTo.com founder hatched the idea of having advertisers bid on top placements in search results and then charging them when users actually clicked on the ads. And years later, we have no actual fourth estate of journalism. Yeah. Um, a lot of this stuff, it's true with Facebook. It's true with, um, uh, you know, Google. A, a lot of this stuff was, or even Steve Jobs, the genius. A lot of this stuff was more accidental than they want to lead on or, you know, I don't think Steve Jobs was anticipating the way apps would take over the phone. I mean, because that wasn't really a thing at all. Right, right. They and might then have had app an inkling, developers but... started putting those together. Well, and that actually brings us to the next item on, uh, on the list here, where in 2007, Apple launched the App Store. The iPhone itself was a breakthrough in personal computing when it launched, but the revolution didn't really start until Apple launched the App Store a year later. Suddenly, a safe and convenient source of touchscreen-friendly software from games to utilities to mm, fart apps was just a tap away. Uh, and developers done that. Yeah, and developers lined up to, uh, to be a part of the App Store economy. Yeah. And the App Store was really the catapult of the, the smartphone as opposed to the smartphone itself. Yeah, I get it. And people figured out, I can become rich if I come up with a good app idea. Mm -hmm. And they did. Uh, just a couple others that I think are a little less interesting than the ones I already mentioned. Um, House of Cards ushered in the streaming originals, mm. uh, Netflix's first original. And uh, I, I really give Netflix so much credit for this, where they created an empire off of other networks' table scraps, right? They, they an NBC aired Friends. It was done. They said, well, we have no use for this anymore. Uh, oh, look at this, this this little company. What is it? Netflix? Netflix? <laughs> They're offering us some money for this thing that we no longer have use for. Right. Well, they sold it to their... Idiots. What, their, <laughs> what would become their biggest competitor. Go ahead, pay us for it. Feel free, idiots. Yeah, yeah. Look at this sucker. So anyways, they ushered in their own demise with that. And then when they started to realize what they had done, they were pulling back. They would, they would stop selling content to Netflix. Netflix realized that, said, hey, we are a widget-selling company that doesn't make widgets. We need to start making our own widgets. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but like Zuckerberg didn't know the way Facebook was going to take off. I mean, I think he admits that himself, doesn't he? It was a, it was a way to rate college co-eds yeah. if they were hot or not. <laughs> yeah, you stumble upon something. Hey, wait a second. Uh, and Wikipedia published its first article in 2000, uh, with all due respect to the editors of Encyclopedia Britannica. This just pretty much did what you do, but better. I was an encyclopedia salesman. <laughs> What was Wikipedia's first uh, article? I'm assuming it was about the aardvark. Uh, you think they went <laughs> alphabetical? A-A-R-D-V-A-R-K. I use Wikipedia almost every day. I'll bet I use it like 300 days a year. And yet you know nothing about aardvarks. <laughs> um, Go figure. It's, it's amazing how it, it has taken over needing, you know, 
first layer information about stuff. Oh, yeah. And clearly the way they the way people get into citations of it and everything like that, it's been improving over time. I always assume because there are enough activists out there on all sides that the Wikipedia thing is going to be pretty good mm-hmm. on big issues. I would agree. I mean, we've had crap on ours, but nobody cares what's on our Wikipedia site. No. But like if you're going to look up Roe versus Wade, you know, on Wikipedia and it's going to give you how that played out, the fighting over that is so vicious. I'm thinking it gets to a pretty good place of where it's pretty pretty accurate. Don't you think? Yeah. That's what I assume. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think it's pretty steady. It yeah. is, when you get down into the nitty-gritty, sometimes it, it seems a little prejudiced, but, you know, it depends on your point of view. And uh, I'm thinking of a, a, a new game show I'm going to try to sell to the networks, and the long and short of it is there's like a prize on the other side of water, like four-foot-deep water. And uh, the contestant can choose whether to like grab grab a little boat and paddle across, or just plunge into the water and go. And I'm going to call it Roe versus Wade. <laughs> what do you think? That's very clever. I think it's going to be controversial. <laughs> so it's like waist deep, and you could just work your way over. Jack there. just decided to row. Here he goes. Will he beat the clock? <laughs> oh, I love a clock. A game show's always better with a clock. Oh, yeah. That's the first thing I came up with is we got to have a clock. Welcome to Roe versus Wade. <laughs> but don't forget to even earn the right to cross the Lagoon of Doom. You have to win the three rounds. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> Any more of that interesting, Sean? Uh, I'll just do this one as a last one. Uh, in June 1999... Uh, Napster hooks the world on digital music. Oh. It, it got us all used to the thought of, uh, hey, what I if I just... buying an album. Yeah, why would I buy an album when I can yeah. just have the entire collection of music in my Boy, pocket? And that... listen to it in really bad quality. So 99 was the beginning of the end for people becoming gazillionaires for having a hit. Correct. You'd have to actually Interesting. tour now. Yeah. That's something. Yeah. <sighs> the internet. So good, yet so evil. I know I've told this story a hundred times, but one of the reasons I think about it a lot is it astounds me, and I try to remember it. I can remember like it was yesterday when our news girl, Jamie Coffey, explained to me she was sending a text to somebody, and I thought, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. Right. Why would anybody ever do that? And I remind myself of that all the time just to show how short-sighted I am. And how much I lack imagination. I, I there's another. Why thing. wouldn't you just call them? That's moronic, right? You also said that the DVR. You didn't understand the DVR, and you said, "Why would I want to pause TV?" And I don't remember that. But I that, remember that. I can believe it because yeah. I'm an idiot. Well, find that tape and play it, Michael. I'd enjoy it. <laughs> Unsubstantiated. <laughs> Well, November 14th, 2006, the Microsoft Zune was invented, <laughs> and the world was never the same. <laughs> The well, Zune. Well, I guess that's it.